Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once in a lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Welcome back to another meeting of the Gold Key Adventurer Society. My name is Dan Leonard. Hi, Dan. Hey, joining me this week in the studio is Heather Stray. Hello. And Mr. Jeff Williams. Hey, that's me. Sure is. Our show, as always, is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details. And an obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. I love those guys. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Well, it's that time of year when we're all trying to figure out what the next 12 months are going to look like. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Da, da, New Year! Da, 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 da. New us. What was that squeak? <laughs> That was bottles popping, Dan. He was popping the champagne. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I bet you had a loose O-ring there. <laughs> Maybe you need to go take care of a situation real quick. Uh, yeah, well, uh, the internet is full of suggestions on how they think you should, uh, how we should make sure our lives are on trend in 2024, uh, including uh, the inner side, the internet that uh, keeptheworldtravel.com reads sides on so we're going to take a look at a list that we published of the 10 hottest travel trends that we're watching this year i gotta say i was unfamiliar with these terms and i like that uh not only is it a type of travel but it has a cool term for each one of these <laughs> and you know as yeah. mr trendy traveler i'm gotta be <laughs> yeah. on this. i'm a little disappointed that ultimate world cruising didn't make the the travel trends list because I've been down a real rabbit hole on TikTok lately following all of the ultimate world cruisers. Drama. Um, yes. Yeah, there's always new drama every new single drama. day. It's fantastic. And we we have some clients and uh, one of our advisors on board. So we've got the inside scoop and it's it is <laughs> fascinating to me. I love how, how dramatic the, the TikTok community makes it. It's probably just, you know, fairly mundane and boring on board but it's right. it's like a it's like a reality tv show unfolding on royal caribbean yeah between that cruise and neil the seal i haven't put down my <laughs> uh, my cell phone in in weeks now what is that what's neil the, neil seal? the seal you haven't met me oh no uh, there's i think it's it's either australia or new zealand there's a colony of elephant seals oh. that beach themselves around end of December uh, to molt because apparently seals molt mm -hmm, or at least they do. Seals and do. elephant seals smell really bad yeah well Neil the seal is one particular <laughs> elephant seal who has, has decided that he likes the locals and he's not just laying there on the beach while he molts he has moved in and made himself a resident of the town wow <laughs> and uh, he well, frequently yeah. obstructs the roads he will crawl up to people's houses and bang on the doors oh, fun. oh I gotta go for them to come out. out and spray him down. Yeah, he's he's become a, a member of the community. Love so. it. Um, so yeah, I've got uh, you can you can find this article at keytotheworldtravel.com and we'll link link it in the show notes for you. But we got a whole bunch of trends to start with. Some of them we've talked about a little bit before. Some of them, like Jeff had, have been updated with hot new names for for the new year. Let's dig right in. The first one on the list is astro tourism. So I have a question: Would uh, would being in search of the Northern Lights fall in astro tourism? Do you think? Because this yeah. is oh, definitely. this is what I've been seeing all over the place in the last couple of weeks. Is everybody posting about the fact that um, those are supposed to be huge this year? It's supposed to be a really great year for the Northern Lights. I've always wanted to see that. the The auras are going to be huge in twenty four. Everybody. Yeah, when it's when it's cold enough, and if you're far enough north, mm -hmm. you can 
You can see them in Michigan sometimes. I have seen I've them. Seen pictures right here from, on yeah. my own, off of my own back deck. I would say it looks like the most crazy when you see people like in Iceland watching these mm-hmm. things, just bananas. Right. I would love to see that. And that certainly would be a, a, a spot for astrotourism. That's that's where people can go and watch them. So I'm thinking astrotourism is going to be hot in Miami this year after the ten foot aliens at the Bayside Mall. <laughs> Have you guys heard about this? I think this? that's something different. <laughs> What's going on at the Bayside Mall, Jeff? Have you not seen this? No, a different TikTok feed. I haven't I. either. I've been watching Neil the Seal. I can't. I can't oh. get off Neil talk. Oh. It's all Neil talk all the time. I'm in Drake Passage talk. I, I had I haven't gotten the alien. Well, I'll I'll send you a link later. But there was a there was a kerfuffle at the Bayside Mall in uh, in Miami, and then all of the some. Dummy said it was aliens, and now the whole TikTok is a flutter with proof that there are 10-foot aliens that have arrived in a portal at the Bayside Mall. <laughs> and my thought is, why in the world would they show up in a portal in the Bayside Mall? In, in Miami? Miami. <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, Anywho, that's... Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do some investigative uh, journalism yeah. on that one and get back to you. But uh, yeah, 2024 is, is definitely a big year uh, for astronomical mm-hmm. events, not astrological events. Um, as Heather mentioned, the Northern Lights are going to be really spectacular this year. Also, there's a great big total solar eclipse happening in April, mm-hmm. and hotels along the path of that eclipse started booking up solid over a year ago. This is People crazy People are really to me. excited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that like basically immediately after the last total solar eclipse was like a good five years ago mm-hmm. or so, wasn't it? Uh, people started booking their trips for so the 2024 eclipse. Be in the path of it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that's right. I don't care. About that, yeah. <laughs> I do. I've I do. seen the dark before. It's not exciting. <laughs> I do. I will say, though, that I, I never quite got it when people are you know talking about stargazing in, in places where there's not a lot of light pollution until I happened to be somewhere. And this was in uh, when we did the Arizona and Utah Adventures by Disney, and we were out in the middle of nowhere. And it is kind of spectacular what you can see just with the naked eye, just standing on the ground. It's very, very cool. I don't know whether I would plan an entire trip around that, but if you if there's somewhere you wanted to visit and that was a thing that you could tack on, then I'd be all yeah. about that. And people get really into the photography of the sky where you That's do time true. lapse and all that. So going somewhere like that, you get some amazing pictures. Yeah, there's great videos. places right here in the United States where you could go uh, jump on this astrotourism trend. Yeah, there's a lot of places that it's been for several years now, they've been designated as dark sky parks Ooh. where uh, they're remote more remote spots where the light pollution is below a certain level. Wasn't that supposed mm-hmm. to be Disney's new fifth gate? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. I will say, uh, if you're in one of these areas where the stargazing is great, what's not great is the Wi-Fi. So that's true. <laughs> if that's important that's to you, keep that in mind. They're not building a lot of antennas out <laughs> exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's one in the uh, Upper Peninsula in Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Mm-hmm. There's a dark sky park that you can visit, and um, does not surprise. Yeah, those are really popular. There's also uh, a meteor shower that's happening right around the time of the solar eclipse. That's supposed to be one of the biggest, most spectacular ones. I cool. do There's love a comet a meteor coming shower. through. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is leaving a trail meteors. That's going to be really good. So mm-hmm. we've had a lot of people asking about Alaska for this summer to get in the, the Northern Lights and check Alaska off their bucket list. Alaska cruises yeah. are very hot right now. Well, that goes right into our next. Yeah, topic. and exactly. And you know, stuff is melting, so now is the time to go see glaciers. Yeah, even even Alaska is is melting. Yeah. When Kendra was there last summer, it was up in the 80s for most of their yeah, cruise. Yeah, it's so, kind of weird. Yeah, so that it doesn't fit as well into this next one. But this but this next topic or the the next trend we've got our eye on is we're calling it coolcationing. That would be where you instead of heading to the beach in the summer, 
thanks that. to the ridiculous heat waves that mm, we've seen, especially mm-hmm. in like Europe the last few years, uh, people are starting to look for cooler climates to head to for their summer vacations. So a lot of alpine retreats. Scotland only hits the mid-60s oh, yeah. on Scotland average is, uh, in the summer. Pretty far north. Scandinavia. People that typically would go to the Mediterranean, they are heading to the Baltic, mm-hmm. and Latvia yep. is apparently a really hot, hot destination. The, a really the, hot, cool place. <laughs> That's right. The Arctic is on my bucket list now. I, I've yes. been to, to the bottom of the world. Now I have to go to the top and see a polar bear. I cannot get my cannot get my family excited about this trend. Both of my kids are like, heck no, we don't want to go where there are polar bears and you have to have naturalists armed with rifles watching for the polar bears because they're starving and they will come eat you. My parents <laughs> it did sounds that fun. in the 70s, so tell your family they're a bunch of... I will tell them, <laughs> yes. I will tell them that. Again, their daily message. Yes. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the Southern Hemisphere also has some spots that work for this trend as well, mm-hmm. because when it's summer up here in the Northern, it's winter down there. So there are a lot of great skiing locations in New Zealand and Australia. Uh, it seems weird to could, think about going skiing in Australia. I, I know, but they got big, some really tall mountains yeah. and there's... They're really close to the South Pole, so you could head to Chile and uh, Easter Island. But uh, nice the, and... the very tip of Argentina is pretty cold most yeah. of the year, and actually. It's it's fairly temperate down there. Right, and this one never occurred to me uh, because it's Africa, but uh, South Africa is mm. very temperate in mm-hmm. our summertime. And you can see penguins in Cape Town, South yep. Africa. Uh, hmm. That one is, is starting to become a popular place to head uh, for 2024 in the summertime or in our summer months. I'm all for going somewhere cool. I've always wanted to do Alaska for that reason because it's really hot here in Alabama in the summer and I don't want to be here. (laughs) Expedition cruises to the top and the bottom of the planet are still the hot thing. We're seeing a lot more people. Yes, we're seeing a lot (laughs) of people that, that are booking those. The ultimate world cruise is about to enter the Drake Passage, like right now, I think. That's what's been all over my TikTok the last few days. They're headed down to Antarctica. Didn't didn't they skip over some Argentina and head straight to... Uh, They did because the weather is getting so bad down there right now that uh, they changed their route to have a quicker route through the Drake to avoid the swells that are happening right now. They're on a bigger ship, so it's not going to be pr- quite as dramatic as on a smaller ship. Um, and they, they don't get to land anywhere. They won't be getting off the ship in, in Antarctica. It's too big of a ship, uh, but they'll just be sailing past some yeah. of the sites. I get the feeling that a lot of the, the guests on that cruise aren't necessarily the hardy, adventurous types. That's though, that fair. Might be up to <laughs> braving the, the Drake Passage. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I think another thing that like a lot of those these spots that are on this cool alternatives, they're kind of cultures and places that haven't been explored so much. Mm-hmm. Everybody's been going to the the Caribbean and to you know the Mediterranean and these places for quite some time now. Oh yeah, everybody's I, been to the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's been a pot in Europe. All the Europeans go there, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, the, so, the, the Dalmatian coast is a great alternative to the Mediterranean. Yep. Seeing Croatia no, no, and some of those. Spotty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seeing Croatia and a lot of those spots uh, along there, and they're really beautiful countries. And everybody speaks English. It's it's kind of it's, it's kind of plus. crazy. That surprised me about that area of the world. Well, next up on the list is something that we're calling gig tripping. Gig tripping. Yeah, it's it's going to conjure up uh, maybe visions of of deadheads traveling uh, the country. Oh, is this just in following vans. bands around? Well, or uh, traveling yeah. specifically for a show. Yeah, Got because uh, music festivals have really become over the top destination um, events. Some of those, you know, huge crazy things that look mm-hmm. like you step into like a sci-fi movie or something. And then there's Miss Taylor Swift's Eras yep. Tour. There's a lot of oh, and that new that new familiar with her (laughs) that new um, the sphere in Vegas. I've seen a lot Uh of people taking trips out there to see their 
favorite band yeah, in the sphere. Yeah, worth seeing in there. I'll go. So far, nothing has <laughs> has really grabbed me enough to want to go you out two, there. You two isn't getting you. No, your, I've seen you two running. enough times. I think I'm done. <laughs> I haven't seen you two in a single time. And I don't well, you know, I was excited about it, and I am a big U2 fan, and their last couple of albums, notwithstanding, I still like them. But they sound awful on this tour, I have to say. The visuals <laughs> look cool, but they sound like hot garbage. Just That's right. shocking because they have an army of musicians literally underneath the stage playing everything for them. Well, really? It's not the band it oh, dear. Oh, they have Bono. No. They have me of clones oh. singing what he used to sound like. Yeah, uh, they've they've done that for years. It's a it's a little trick. I guess I years. did this this summer. I I went to see Depeche Mode in two different cities, and seriously yeah. considered tacking on a couple more, but I restrained myself. <laughs> I would go anywhere. I would go somewhere and see Taylor Swift, but I was never able to secure any tickets, so I didn't. You, you didn't get an access code? No. Nope. <laughs> no access code. And I tried to um, go to Vegas to see Adele, and that didn't work either. Well, it was when she came back. And I, I oh, the yeah. weekends with Adele thing I've signed up for, both times she was going to do it, including the one where she actually did. And they sell out just so immediately. Those those residencies are definitely... That's my kind of thing. But I don't like these big concert, uh, these big festivals. I'm not going to be out in a field of mud with a bunch of... <laughs> people and then sleeping in a tent somewhere that is not happening did you see this one though that i linked to in the article is the untold festival it is in nobody told uh, about that it's in transylvania Ooh. and it is it looks like it, it swedish yeah, house crazy. mafia <laughs> yeah it looks it looks pretty over the top it looks like there might be and sam smith hmm yeah. yeah, but the set looks like a big gothic castle. Cool. There in that video, they're playing a song. Leaning a into the location, I like it. Yeah, definitely. It looks it looks pretty. pretty it looks phenomenal. cool, but I'm still out in a field with a bunch of people <laughs> in Transylvania. <laughs> yeah, True. that does make it. Well, the set does look <laughs> super cool. Yeah, there's a lot of fire and stuff going on. There. That looks really cool. I would go to Transylvania. I keep on getting ads on Facebook for, hey, you can spend a night in Dracula's castle and then cool. sign me up for that. Sign me up for that. I don't know about the the music festival, but I'd go to Transylvania. <laughs> I will go travel uh, for music, though. I love concerts, and I live in Birmingham, and we don't get all that many good ones. And The ones we do get are happen while I'm out of town. So That's why you have to go to where the shows are. Yeah. yeah. Get get your get your Volkswagen van and just hit the road. Start a new life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, this next bye everybody. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good run, Jeff. <laughs> nice knowing you. Yep. <laughs> uh, this next one doesn't quite apply to anybody in our group yet. Not we're, for a long time. We're missing out mm -hmm. on both on both ends. But this is skip gen travel, skip generation travel. Um, Something that's especially popular, it, it looks like from what I was reading, um, especially in the UK, but we're seeing it in the US also. And this is where grandparents leave their children at home and take their grandchildren on a trip. Oh, yeah. Instead. Mm -hmm. I did a times, lot of this with my grandparents when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I, I remember a couple of trips to Kentucky and the Smoky Mountains with my grandparents that we did and it's it's a lot it's it's becoming even bigger grandparents are taking their kids to places that were important to them in their life that they want to share with them or just things that they never got to do before that they want to experience they want to form a bond with their grandkids and also there's the fact that grandparents are living a lot longer than they used to and have more money and, and being grandma and grandpa doesn't necessarily mean you're elderly and frail anymore that's so, true uh, so they're they're getting out there they're, they're getting active they're taking kids Kiss places, you know, that are on their bucket lists. Yeah, my grandparents would take me somewhere every spring break and every summer. But we'd go to Any the highlights? beach or we'd go to a lot of Gatlinburg and that kind of Smoky yeah. Mountain things. We did Disney a bunch of times. They loved it. Yeah. Yeah, we would go visit family in Kentucky. I highlight one year, there's was, there was this secret city in Tennessee that was involved in the Manhattan Project that oh, cool. knew about. And there's Oak a Ridge. museum there. Yes, Oak Ridge. That's, That's where my visited. stepbrother lives. 
Well, it's a small world. That my grandpa liked to drive really close behind the coal trucks <laughs> on the mountain roads. <laughs> and we get going quick, and it was it's kind of like a roller coaster. Drafting off the coal truck. <laughs> yeah. He's a little crazy. So uh, this next one has been on Heather's radar yes, for quite some this time. This is on I'm my bucket list. I'm a little surprised you haven't made this happen yet. Luxury rail travel yes. continues mm-hmm. to be a really big deal. Mm-hmm. One uh, of these days, you guys, the, I want to do the Orient Express. I'm gonna do yep. it. Yeah, the Orient Express looks phenomenal. They're doing murder mystery. Hopefully, they That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, they're giving you opportunities to use your little gray sails on the train. Uh, the Rocky Mountaineer also looks phenomenal. This does I look have been very cool. Yeah, I I have had my eye on a trip for. Uh, with them for quite some time they you can you know start in the canadian rockies and head down to see red rocks in uh in parts of the american desert or they do trips already seen all Canada. of those every single one every of those but <laughs> yeah but have you seen one from, a luxury, from a luxury train, train. so glass roof yeah. train car you with... saw it from the back of a peck mule <laughs> <laughs> the way god intended <laughs> Well, you were with the Donner Party, right? Oh, God. <laughs> I made it out. Donner, party of 14? No, but there's 13, a list. 12? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done some, some rail travel through Europe, but nothing, nothing overnight and nothing on the luxury scale of the Orient Express, which I really want to try. We did a non-luxury train trip as a kid when we moved back from uh, out in the South Pacific. We came back and went to uh, Seattle and then took a train there all the way zigzagged up and down across these United States till we wound up in Birmingham. We just spent two weeks on a train. Wow. Sometimes we had cabin cars. Sometimes we would stop and do a hotel and get back on. But that was awesome as a kid. Those mm-hmm. observation That's cool. Cars and the whole train thing was really, mm-hmm. really cool. Alaska Railroad these looks very cool, rails too. Rails look so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if I do Alaska, I would love to, do, to check out Alaska Railroad, too. That looks incredible. And Some of bullet these trains, trains in Japan. I, I, that's not so much the the luxury overnight thing, but I think it would be really cool. I've done some high speed rail in Europe. High speed but rail in Europe yeah, is pretty. It long. is pretty cool, uh, but I, I'm intrigued by the Shinkansen in, in Japan. You just wanted to say that. Yeah, that, and I liked that movie Bullet Train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a really oh, good yeah. movie. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of these trains have, I mean, they're, the interiors look like luxurious European yes. hotels. Their, That's what their I restaurants want. and dining are top of the line. Pardon the, the train pun there. I'm here for it. I'm, I've got to find a way <laughs> to, to do some, some luxury other- overnight train travel. Yeah, and the other cool thing about them is a lot of these, uh, a lot of the tracks go through areas where there's not roads, there's not towns, so you're seeing things that you might not mm-hmm. be able to see any other way than traveling in this in this train. So yeah, it's kind of a little bit it's like river cool. cruising. You're heading right. through exactly. the actual countryside of these places. It's drier. <laughs> it is a lot drier. Yeah, <laughs> and fewer locks. Uh, this next. <laughs> Uh, this next trend, um, I kind of con- combined two different things that we're seeing a lot of into one label here with wild feasting. Wild feasting. So, I'm intrigued. Yeah, this one this one might not be quite wild as familiar. <laughs> Feast. <laughs> that is feasting, Jeff. Entirely oh. different. <laughs> That's for... This is a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show. Um, so wild fe- feasting has, has two different ideas on it. One, a lot of times it means an experience where you go and you help forage and gather um, the the ingredients for mm-hmm. a meal. Um, these these are a lot of like kind of guided experiences that you might have at a as a shore excursion or as part of a guided tour. Um, can I go somewhere uh, with a pig and watch it hunt for truffles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that you can pay a small Frenchman to yes. take you out into the forest with his pig. Um, 
but but it's also a lot of the idea of um, it's really popular to have these excursions where you go and you dine outdoors with the locals. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. people are at a point where cultural immersion in travel is really big, and they don't want to just eat where the locals eat or eat the traditional food. They want to actually eat with people mm-hmm. who live in the place and experience what a traditional meal is, find out how it's made, take cooking mm-hmm. lessons and learn how Our it's made. Our advisors did this last year on a trip that they did to Israel uh, at yeah. least once. I, there was once where they were making hummus. I think yep. there might have been a second uh, um there was. I can't remember exactly which part of Israel there. It was another one where they were in someone's home and they had a, a cooking yeah, lesson was. with the family. Can't remember yeah, what they yeah. made. I know I know. on Virgin Voyages, there's several. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. there's there's a, day, a, a trip where you get welcomed into a house and you, you eat with them. So so it's that, it's that idea of forming a connection with the place and the people that you're visiting. Mm-hmm. Adventures by Disney, a lot of their itineraries yes. have something like this. There's the one that comes to mind is in Italy where they learn pasta making in a home. Mm-hmm. That one looks pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, those kinds of experiences are really popular. Uh, we did this once this on a spring break trip to Paris. We did. Uh, we learned how to make croissants in a local bakery. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done. Really small, family-owned bakery. And they took us um, into the back to teach us how to make croissants. And it was... I always knew there was a lot of butter in a croissant, but when you <laughs> actually see it, it's kind of shocking. That's why they're so delicious. And so good but for it was a, it was a really neat experience. It was fun. very small group. Um, it was just my family and uh, one other couple, so there were about six of us making croissants. It was really cool. Yeah, wasn't the Jeff didn't? I, I know I've seen pictures of Jeff making some chocolate, but wasn't there a wasn't there a, a scone making session that you were super excited <laughs> oh, about? Yes, um, uh, that was our <laughs> adventures by Disney, um, the England and France one. I think that was Jeff's favorite thing, right? Yes. Making scones? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be stupid, and it was. It was fun. <laughs> I love the chocolate one was okay. I don't know. I, if you're there with family, it's fine. I'd rather, personally, I would rather have wandered around the amazing little towns that we were in mm-hmm. than That's go true. and sit in a kit commercial kitchen in a place yeah. and do a thing. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit different experience yeah. there when it's not. Yeah. I do still have that scone recipe, and I make them from time to time after learning how to do it. We did learn some interesting facts and stuff about, like, the room that we were in was actually the room where uh, Prince Charles had changed clothes before he got married. To Camilla. Uh, to Camilla. So that was kind mm-hmm. of interesting to hear little stories. And when we were there, it was right after Harry and Megan had got married, so that had happened right around the corner, too. It's like I'm sitting in a, you know, some little rec room in a building at the courthouse, Yeah, it was like a town hall kind of thing. Yeah, in a rec room, and they're talking about these cool things. I'm like, I'd rather be out there looking at the cool things. You did, like the, you did like the tea they were dishing out about Harry and Megan. And yeah, I like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> if there's but, one thing... Jeff's into it's the hot goss. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I love a celebrity goss. So yeah, I mean it's not it certainly isn't for for everyone. That is that is true. But if that's the kind of thing you're into, that there's some really uh, great ways to add that on to trips. But these yeah. things, like the one you were talking about, the ones they did, our uh, travel planners did in Israel looked pretty awesome. They're in people's homes and eating and cooking and sharing stories and all that, as well as the everything I've heard about the ones in Greece that Shore Things from Virgin does. Sound that's the one everybody loves. Mm-hmm. And we have some. We can add this kind of thing onto any trip anywhere in the world. Really, we have some great travel partners mm-hmm. that put stuff like this together. So even if you're doing something that doesn't focus on this kind of wild feasting trend, it's something you could add for a, a daytime excursion on yeah. one of the days of your trip, really anywhere. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's, it's really worth it. Um, see things that you don't normally see on a stereotypical guided tour. Uh, the next two trends are ones that we've talked about in the past. These are, these are, these are, 
still hot uh, hot travel items. And one of them, the first one, is what we're calling dupe destinations. Uh, so there's a lot of places that people are saying, realizing the hot travel or the stereotypical travel spots are getting overcrowded with tourists, which, I mean, is fair. Everybody wants to see it. But, um, for example, didn't, um, didn't Venice just put in place stricter uh, rules for tour groups? They did. Um, tour groups are going to be limited to n- no more than 25 people in a group. So a lot of tour operators are having to sort of uh, split their groups up. And Venice is a this is a tricky one because having now been there, I don't think there's anywhere in the world that is like it. And I definitely think it's something that people should see. It's it really was one of the coolest places I've ever been. And I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. However, I would say absolutely don't go there in the summer because it's going to be just insanely crowded and uh, the canals don't smell great in the summer from what I've heard because of <laughs> some, some things I learned on a tour there. Um, but so I'd say avoid avoid Venice during the summer and go in, in the off season when it's not crowded. And there's cool stuff you can do in the summer that's kind of a, a dupe destination sort of thing. Any of the places along the Dalmatian coast, I had no idea that um, most of them were settled by Venetians way back when. So you're going to see a lot of the same kind of architecture and stuff. Um, A lot of the places in Croatia and Montenegro were all started by Venetians. And there's really cool stuff to see there. So go to places like um, Kotor and Dubrovnik and stuff like that uh, in the summertime where it's not as busy there and save Venice for the winter months. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so to back up just a little bit, the idea is find these instead of going to these busy places or in addition to. You know, maybe spend a little less time in the overcrowded locations. Find places nearby that are similar, mm-hmm. but um, aren't full of people, and they all have things worth seeing. Right there, there, you're going to get the flavor of um, flavor of the area, but you might see things that you totally missed out because you had to go see that tower that's leaning or something like that. <laughs> yes. um, I've got a couple of articles with some some suggestions and some ideas. I know that one that was mentioned, um, everybody wants to go see Santorini in Greece. The thing is, like, that entire area is full of little villages that look just like Santorini. Greece so, has so, so, so many islands, and I don't even know that I was aware of it until uh, a cruise that I took in the fall, and we, we didn't visit any of the big you know, famous ones like Santorini, we saw Corfu and Kefalonia, Naxos. They were all absolutely gorgeous and not as crowded at all. Right. Give those spots a chance. Um, even even so much, you know, if you were thinking about taking a, a foodie trip around Europe, um, maybe consider going to some of the less less well-traveled boroughs around New York City where you're going to find ethnic food literally from around the mm-hmm. world. You're probably going to cover more more types of cuisine traveling around New York City than you might uh, might on a trip abroad. Um, see a suggestion here is instead of going to Hawaii, try the Azores of Portugal. Mm-hmm. Or is it... Yeah. Uh, there's places if you, if you want to see some really cool architecture and places that feel European, you could go to Quebec. Montreal and Quebec City look a lot like Paris and Geneva and some of those places in Europe. But do they have the same conventions? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Otherwise, we're all in for some torture. Italy is the, yeah, Italy is the place that Americans want to go on summer vacation and y'all it is crowded in Italy in the summer and the airfare is 
insane. Yeah, I'm discovering that currently. <laughs> yeah. If you go to somewhere like um, Spain or Sicily instead of Italy in the summer months, you're going to have just as cool an experience and it's probably going to be a little less crowded. Not that I'm but, saying don't see Italy. But I've... my cruise line doesn't sail from there. Yeah. <laughs> This one's that back. I was reading about um, Curacao is becoming um, a, a much more popular destination, but still not as crowded as some of the other Caribbean islands during it's the summer. It's so pretty there. It's gorgeous, yeah. It's, it's like a little Europe. It's kind of like seeing Amsterdam with less weed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is actually one thing that stood out to me um, from some of the the trainings or the, you know, conferences that we've had over the past year is the number of islands that I may have heard in passing the name of, but there's so many uh, in the Bahamas, the Caribbean, of uh, these little islands that I did not know people aren't visiting. was a place. I just thought it was that blue <laughs> <The stuff>. drink. <laughs> liqueur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And apparently there's like seven different colors of it. I didn't know that either. I thought it was all blue. Yeah. You, can, you can get so many colors. Yeah. yeah, there's orange and green and yellow and orange. all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. we went to Curacao on a cruise in 2017 or 18. It's gorgeous there. Um, you know, I, ideas like instead of instead of going to Bar Jeff, say Barcelona for Barcelona. <laughs> yes. Go to Valencia instead. Oh, and that is um, a beautiful, beautiful spot. Yeah, another beautiful ancient city that for some reason isn't quite as popular as Barcelona. Mm -hmm. um, go to the Alps in Italy, but try out a different area of it. The Dolomites are kind of the go-to there. Try the Piedmont region. Um, and you can, you know, there's wineries there. Asti is uh, right. To they the make great the spumante. Mm -hmm. yes, that's what I hear. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just look, look for alternatives because there's so many places in the world uh, that you don't want to be with everybody else. Try, try something. New. And a lot more Caribbean resorts and Mexican are starting to do overwater bungalows. If you've always wanted mm -hmm. to go to the really, really super expensive ones in the Pacific and you can't get there, you got these kind of uh, oh, yeah. resort fields to go to as well. Yeah. They've definitely caught on to, to where the the money is for those things they still look just as gorgeous um and, and so so the next the next one on the list we've also talked about a little bit is set jetting get it instead of jets mm -hmm. i get it mm -hmm. i get it yeah and this is where you chase the locations yeah, from your this past summer set jetting you went to the white lotus oh that's right totally forgot yeah. about that how do you forget yeah, so, that? That's, tell me you travel too much without traveling that's it, you yeah, travel too that's much. It. I forgot I was at the Four Seasons. Yeah. Well, so this is where you uh, you go to find the locations where your favorite prestige television series or your favorite movies were filmed at. There's a lot of them. A lot of the ones that are driving this trend are from The White Lotus mm -hmm. and also Game of Thrones are kind of the two biggest ones. I forgot about that because the most recent season of the White Lotus was in Sicily, and I'm sitting here thinking, I don't, I don't think I've been there. <laughs> but season one, yes, I did see that location. Yeah, so people are flocking to the resorts, whatever, whatever you know, the newest season of White Lotus, wherever mm -hmm. that's filmed, people are flocking there to see that. Um, Ireland and Croatia are incredibly popular for fans of Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Uh, still, this kind of goes all the way back to when people were headed to New Zealand for uh, Lord of the Rings locations. A lot of people don't know this about me, but I have never watched Game of Thrones. What? <laughs> yeah. I am just hearing this information right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got one episode on you, Jeff. That's all. <laughs> Harry Potter filming locations, uh, the, the studio, that's kind of a, you're not seeing countrysides, but you can actually go to the studio uh, where they filmed a lot of Harry Potter. Um, you can go see the uh, the steam train that they used for the Hogwarts Express. That's in Scotland, the, the Jacobite Express. Uh, you can go to the place where that, that famous shot of it, that, that where it's moving across that big... Um, Bridge. 
Oh, yes, that yeah. aqueduct-looking thing. Yep. I, I This is entirely on speculation, but I imagine that there's been an uptick in visits to dude ranches in the Yellowstone oh, area. Oh, for sure. We get years. a lot of requests for dude ranch vacations because of that. Yeah, so there's another uh, category I'm not interested in. <laughs> like dude ranch or ranching. <laughs> you sure you're not into the dudes? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. I think I think we could have a good time on a dude ranch. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I won't make you get on a horse. I've never ridden a horse. I don't. We'll like keep the, that record. I don't we'll keep like that record. Outside. <laughs> All of this is shocking to me. Yeah. How do you feel yeah, about helicopters and hot air balloons? Never. <laughs> not going to touch them. Nope. Not going to touch them. Uh, I, uh, I, I do like seeing locations where things were filmed, though. I love when I'm accidentally walking around in New York and you just roll up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I recognize yeah. that from from wherever, yeah. up the, mm-hmm. the friend's apartment or just little things like that. And there's whole mm-hmm. tours of, that you can do that are just filming yep. locations. Jurassic yeah. Park. I, if you're if you're in Hawaii, going to see the Jurassic Park filming locations is a cool. You can ride a horse through the valley where they filmed mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. I would be scared of the dinosaurs, though. <laughs> <laughs> they are pretty scary. You can see the Christmas Story House in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh yeah, I would see that. Oh, I just the Home Alone the, House. I looked at the New York City one, and right here's the Friends apartment. As I was just yeah, the f- saying. Friend's apartment. Um, we went when we went to Salem a few years ago. We didn't do any of the traditional witch stuff, and we only went and saw filming locations from a ho- uh, the hit nineteen nineties film I, Hocus Pocus. I'm not surprised by this in any way. My my sister is a very big Hocus Pocus fan. It was a major highlight of our trip. It was really cool. When is she going to take you for filming uh, locations for things like Deep Blue Sea and? Sharknado. (laughs) That would be on her bucket list as well. She loves a good kooky disaster film, especially if it involves sharks. Yeah, she's been on uh, on onto the Meg lately, both one and two. She's a major. Those are her two go to airplane films. Are the Meg series? (laughs) Yeah, the 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 second Meg movie looked pretty good. I have to say. Looked like a ton yeah. of fun. She's a fan. Um, the next one on our list, we kind of hit a little bit when we talked about food, but this one uh, covers just a wider experience in general. People are looking for uh, opportunities for authentic cultural immersion, places where you actually get to know the people where you're visiting, see what life is like. Um, and and so that's a very popular popular thing, looking for opportunities to... Not just sit on a beach, but get a slice of life. Yeah. Again, we had uh, quite a few travel advisors when they went to Israel last year. Mm-hmm. And again, even uh, their their trip to Italy this year, there was a lot of those experiences where you were making the pasta, cooking, meeting, you know, meeting people and seeing what life is like mm-hmm. in the area. Um, and, and again, Adventures by Disney does a lot of yes. that. Even um, better for that uh, would be Nat, uh, Nat Geo Expeditions. Yep. That's kind of really their niche is the, the cultural immersion side of travel. Um, also, that, uh, G Adventures. And that, that one is um, not just a cultural immersion, but also they do a lot of sort of give back travel, which has been a, a trend Um Volunteerism, I think, was a, the the buzzword a few years ago, where you visit mm-hmm. a destination and go work in the community as part of your trip. And they kind of specialize yeah. in that sort of travel. I remember. <laughs> Should have turned that off. <laughs> that was well timed. It's also two minutes late. <laughs> Yeah, we're having issues with it. <laughs> you have to reset your cuckoo. It, it keeps stopping. That's unfortunate. Next time I'm in Germany, I'll pick up another one. You got to remember to feed that bird. Otherwise, otherwise he's not going to do his job. He quits cuckooing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that that is a big a big category uh, 
that we see all the time is is looking to experience the cultures. This last trend is a little bit more conceptual, um, but the idea of exploring frontiers, and there's not a lot of places on the planet that haven't been explored. There's not a lot of frontiers left, but... You know, people are, as Heather mentioned earlier, how many videos on TikTok do we see all the time of people crossing the Drake Passage? Yes. Or it is becoming more and it. more accessible to climb Mount Everest, or mm-hmm. even it's becoming popular to not even climb Mount Everest, but just to be able to go and say that you camped at base camp at Everest. Yes, we, uh, Jeff and I know somebody who did that uh, this past summer, did Everest base camp. And when I was following along with his trip, like I've never had any inkling whatsoever of climbing Mount Everest. I'm not a mountain climbing kind of gal, but I, following that trip, it looked pretty cool. And I thought, you know, I, I could probably make it to base camp. At the very least. That might be cool. <laughs> yeah. You still do have to do a little bit of climbing to get there, but it's not like, you know, it's more of a, a steep hike. Than it is an actual uh, having to to climb over crevasses and actually ascend the, to the top, but it looked really cool. Right? Yeah, and and like Facebook keeps on serving me up samplings of posts from groups that it thinks I might be interested in, and since it knows that I'm interested in travel, it showed me a post from this group of people sharing tips for visiting uh, for. Uh, trekking Kilimanjaro and huh. it struck me that everybody in this group they seem to be like 90% middle-aged upper class somewhat fussy British women <laughs> <laughs> like so I could fit into that group <laughs> right climbing Kilimanjaro is not necessarily like this inaccessible thing anymore mm-hmm. it's it's something that you can experience if you've got the money to to go on the trip yeah um but beyond that, people are looking just for ways to branch out and to push themselves in the travel, whether it's going someplace new, a lot of less, less, you know, as we said, you people are looking for less crowded places, mm-hmm. experiences that you think that you might not have tried in general, um, especially, you know, taking on some of the more adventure activities mm-hmm. that you can have in different places. So... In lots of different ways. That's why I said it's kind of a little more conceptual. People are looking, you know, going and trying weird new foods, um, experiencing unfamiliar cultures. It's it's all, People are looking to grow. Another one, Jeff, will never do space tourism. I mean, <laughs> that's still on my list. I, I would absolutely do it if I was given the opportunity. 100%. It's the final frontier. Yeah. But it's too similar to a, to a balloon. I don't like... Uh... Unnecessary risk. Oh, I went to a middle school named after a dead astronaut that blew up on a rocket. <laughs> and there were two other schools in my same city named after the other two guys in the capsule. <laughs> so I'm not feeling it. Was one of them a Chaffee? Yep. There was Chaffee and Grissom. Roger B. And, Ed, and I went to Ed White. Oh. Roger B's from Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. We've got a street named after him here in town. Yeah, we sure do. And our, and our planetarium yep. is named after him. Yeah. So so those are the top 10 travel trends that we've had our eyes on kind of leaving 2023 and now that we're into the start of 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as 24 is going to be a year for me. I'm getting to another place that's on my bucket list. Finally, I'm going to be going to Japan this summer. I'm super excited about that. Nice. I've been there a bunch of times. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're the one who who told us all about the Iron Wang Festival, right? <laughs> Looking forward to that. I'm also I'm going to be going to Switzerland in a couple of months, and just discovered that one of the things we're doing is going to a uh, the highest altitude suspension bridge in Europe, um, a foot traffic type bridge. Um, I'm a little terrified, but I think I'm going to go for it. There's a lot of really, really high up things in Switzerland. Yes. We're going to see an Alp. Because of all those mountains. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to see an Alp or two. Yeah. That Just that qualifies as adventure travel, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. Perfect. Depends There's on a, your personality. 
There's a fancy rotating restaurant on top of one of those houses. Yeah, we're going on some kind of rotating uh, uh, lift as well. It's kind of like the Skyliner, only it goes up much higher and it spins while you're going up there, so you can see all oh, around that's you. Fun. Should be cool. <laughs> Jeff looks just horrified. Don't turn my head. I don't need to do that. <laughs> have you seen the double decker cable cars yeah. that they have up in the Alps? Yeah. That the top level is open air. Oh. You can stand inside, or if you're not a pussy, you go onto the roof. Yes. And it's, and it's open air. I'm a pussy. I would, <laughs> I would totally do that. do that. Yeah, I would probably do that. Uh, cable cars don't bother me. Yeah, but. I did a cable car in the Alps, and it was really, really high. Yeah. <clears throat> Stuff like that doesn't bother me. I don't want to stand on an edge of something like near a cliff where I, that just makes, makes me feel weird. Look over Edging the edge of no the fun. cliffs of Moher. Scary stuff. Done it. Or like these uh, roads you see where the truck can just barely fit on the road mm. and careen along the side of the mm-hmm. mountain. That makes me feel funny. <laughs> if I knew there was no other traffic on the road and I could do it on a motorcycle, that would be wonderful. Oof. That's terrifying, Dan. That sounds like fun. It used to be cool. When was that? Well, anyway, it was, a, it was before <laughs> you knew me, my friend. It must have been. <laughs> Long before. Well, anyway, thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you are ready to jump on any of these travel trends for 2024, Key to the World Travel has a stadium on the Taylor Swift Eras Tour schedule full of expert travel planners, and they're ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Got to get that Taylor Swift SEO in there one more time. See how many Swifties we can get listening to this episode. (laughs) Go ahead and... Go head over to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with no obligation quote. Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globetrotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest Gold Key Adventure updates at www.goldkeyadventures.com. Can't wait to hang out with you again, and we'll see you real soon. For real, we promise. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> to ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song, Hoka Hey, for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure. Swear to God, we'll actually record some episodes this year.